Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Pierce Point Community Church. I appreciate those of you who weathered the storm. Thank you. I also appreciate all of you at home. I hope that um, this finds you safe and warm and happy. I'm going to introduce myself. I am Kathy Glover Griever, or G Squared, as most people call me, and I am a deacon in training here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about um, a, a taking up your cross, which is a call to discipleship that dovetails with the two previous devotion characteristics. So let's jump in. I'll try to make this um, as pain-free but as learning as possible. Um, you know, we joked a little while ago at my age, we, I've got some experience um, of carrying crosses and probably being one too. So um, let's all remember from the very start that discipleship is a call to action. It requires action. Being a disciple requires following Jesus. And following Jesus is action of learning the word and it starts in your head. I look back here to Adam, and boy, he knocked it out of the park that day when he shared with us how critical it is to grow in your relationship with God. It prepares you for living in the world, but living as God in the world. Being a disciple also requires denying yourself. And Dylan, you, you poked fun at some people, but you made it a lot of fun uh, to hear that because, let's face it, denying ourselves, you know, it's not like an ego trip. Um, it is an action of daily answering the call to change, and change will develop in your heart. Our world is very quick to say, ah, people don't change, people can't change. But the reality is when people walk with Jesus, it's Jesus who makes the change in us. Um, and when we allow him to do that, we do that by giving up control we give our control to acts of praise and reading scripture. So let's get to the main part of today. Being a disciple requires taking up your cross. Being a disciple and taking up your cross requires life of action changing surrender, of personal sacrifice, of acceptance through obedience, of surrendering your will. Jesus never hid this cost from us. As a matter of fact, he displayed it consistently to death. Surrender, sacrifice, obedience cannot be taught, cannot be acquired. These are choices, active choices. If they're not active choices, they're void. They have no reason. They have no credibility. Taking up your cross is to be found in your head, it's found in your heart. Most importantly, it's going to be seen in your felt in your soul. Now, doesn't that sound exciting and easy and doable? Yeah, I think so too. Um, it actually sounds a little more excruciating or painful or just simply overwhelming some days. It's like overwhelming to the part of can't put my front of, foot in front of me because I don't want to put my foot in front of me and take that step. The cross we bear are personalized for each of us. That almost seems to make it even more overwhelming. But we must remember they're not overwhelming because they're not punishment. Rather, it's a means towards making us better, 
bringing us towards purification. Today's crosses are things that we do not choose in our lives, but rather as a means to step us forward. Some of those things that I never chose in my life are depression with anxiety now. Um, It's a Many people that I volunteer with have severe, life-changing health issues, physical health issues. I see how it interferes and threatens our relationship or with one another, or it will cause a disruption in a belief in a faith system. Many of these times, myself included, I've said, why God? You know, why me? I'm trying to do what's right and follow your will. But he gave it to me anyway. So I need to look at it as, okay, depression is tough. Depression sucks a lot out of me. But that's because God has something to put in its place. And he wants me to know that and to feel that and to accept that. It can also be denied and a denial that sometimes our loved ones are going to carry a cross, and that cross is going to then cast upon us. It's going to put up a shadow on our lives as well. And in so doing, without meaning to, their cross becomes our cross to bear. An ailing parent who can't accept the life changes, and she denies the situation. Or a family member or friend who thinks your faith is just pure nonsense. And she only lives in the here and the now. I really love the song by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. Possibly because they're really two awesome people, but more so because of the words. They have a song um, about crosses we bear, and you probably know it. It's called God is in the Story. It plays frequently on Christian radio. And if you would like, I could sing it for you. Yeah, not. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you laughed now. You would have been laughing harder if I had sang it. Um, Okay, and I did the one thing that I promised myself I wouldn't do, and I advanced too far on my notes. I apologize. Come on, Katie, where are you? But if you know the song, you know that Katie talks about and sings about... um, all the different ways that um, your life gets interrupted and um, that it it really kind of um, comes into every aspect of your being once it interrupts at one point. And her refrain is, God is in this story, God is in the details, even in the broken parts. And I think that's so important for us to remember that, not that he's just here, he is in the detail. Look at your your cross closely. Um, And I think that's what it really means to pick up your cross, is to look at it closely, dissect it, tear it apart, decide what part of that cross is going to be crossed that becomes your support and not your burden. Whatever your cross, please remember, it is a call to take up the apathetic or sinful self. It's more than the disease. It's more than the mental health issue. It is part of your apathetic or sinful self because you haven't turned it over yet. 
When we carry our cross in obedience, it leads us to being a matured disciple of Jesus. And being a matured disciple of Jesus is to model our entire lives after Jesus. So let's think about when Jesus was teaching the disciples about his impending death and resurrection. Because really, I'm probably not the best role model. Um, But our Bible gives us all kinds of resources that serve as best role models. So in Matthew 16, 22 through 24, he's telling the disciples about his impending death. An impulsive and bold Peter, my kind of guy, takes Jesus' hide and says, Never, Lord! This shall not happen to you. Because he meant well. He loved Jesus. He couldn't bear the thought of his suffering. He didn't fully understand the fullness of the purpose yet of the resurrection. So Jesus rebuked Peter. We don't hear a lot about Jesus rebuking people. Rebuking is a tough term. But he says, get behind me, Satan. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Let that sink in. Our crosses are human concerns. But God gave them to us for a purpose. Peter had turned from God's perspective and viewed it merely as just from a man's perspective. Taking up your cross means to turn it and look at it from Jesus' perspective and what God is doing in us and through us. So how many of us as parents, and you guys out front, how many of you have heard, do as I say, not as I do? Okay, I have. Grown-ups, how about you? I still do hear that. But in Christ, we are called to do as he says and do as he does. Take up your cross as a call to action of absolute surrender to God's will and obedience. As disciples of Christ, accepting God's will in our life. Not all those who follow Jesus are going to become his disciple. But whether or not you do, it's 100% up to you. He calls all of us, but it's your decision to follow. And no one can make that decision for you. No decision in life is more personal nor more important than the decision to be a disciple. It is the most important choice in your life. And once you accept it, you will come to live it daily. You will know its importance. It is a lifestyle that means to be in the image of God. Now, if you're sitting there without a cross at the moment, which I doubt, you're going to hear some of this and think it's nonsensical or it's over the top or it's you know, just like extreme, I'm good without it. And of course, I will be obedient when the time comes. But much like Peter, when we are weakened or in dismay, we easily can get diverted by Satan to view situations only from a man's perspective. Therefore, part of carrying your cross means getting prepared now, being ready to take up your cross. Being willing is part of taking up your cross. Being prepared and and knowing what you need to do are the next parts. Jesus is pretty empathic, 
empathetic in these verses. That disciple is for whomever wills it to come. You need to be willing to die to yourself. And it is a painful death many times. We lose who we are, who and what we prioritize, what you think and do, but it's all for the betterment of following Jesus. He will lead us. Taking up your cross leads to a holier life. It's a life that's marked with a close, genuine, sincere, walking relationship with Jesus. Ultimately, walking with Jesus leads to our purification and sanctification, as we know. Jesus cried out to his heavenly Father before his crucifixion. Just before the crucifixion, he too was having doubts with his carrying his cross. He had fears with carrying his cross, even though he knew from birth this was part of his duty. He cries out, Lord, if it be thy will, let this cup pass me by. In all times, we are called out to our Heavenly Father, not to question, but to know his will before we gauge in any activity and thought of daily life. Taking up your cross has nothing to do with bravery, being stoic or strong. Taking up your cross means to lay your ego aside. Actually, something quite powerful occurs when we do lay our ego aside. Jesus said, those who want to save their life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake and the sake of the gospel will save it. Obedience is the result that others see and feel in us. They can ask questions about. Most importantly, they learn from us. Your will be done is a prayer that God would do in us what we cannot do in ourselves. And that's nothing shameful. That's something beautiful and empowering. Apart from him, we cannot know the will he reveals. We cannot obey the will we don't know. And we certainly cannot discern the will when we don't know it either. When you pick up your cross, you have this immense opportunity to become divinely directed to saving grace and entry to his kingdom. Sounds like a small price to pay at that point, doesn't it? So let's do kind of a, a, a recap because that was a lot of, you got to do this and you got to do that. You need to hear this, you need to hear that. So in summary, I think it's easiest if we just say, taking up your cross involves doing it with his strength. I always liked this scripture, and I never really personalized it until I started working on this devotion. And it's 2 Corinthians 12, 8. Paul writes, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger from Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pled with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. If our crosses were only thorns, This is a Christian paradox that we almost address at some point, that when we are weak in ourselves, 
then we are strong in the grace of the Lord. When we see ourselves in weak, I'm sorry, I do miss my place sometimes. <laughs> when we see ourselves weak in ourselves, then we go out of ourselves to Christ. And we are qualified to receive strength from him. And he experienced most of the spies to be, continue in that strength. He beat the cross and pl- replaced it with a crown. There is no denial. He lives because the cross he bore. And he bore it to set the example, to pave the path for us, so that we may be born to live in glory as well. The second point I want to make sure we take away is that we walk this cross by his side. He never leaves us alone to carry it. Joshua 1.9 says, As he was feeling the overwhelming weight and task before him, the Lord offered these words of encouragement. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I really encourage you to write that down someplace. Not just writing it in your heart, but write it on paper. Because sometimes our hearts kind of begin to fail. They come a little weak. But these are God's words to Joshua during his most turbulent times. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? All right, I can do that. I can put my faith in him and be strong and courageous. I will allow him to walk by my side. And the final point then is to do it for his sake. When we carry our cross, we show our faithfulness and that he never leaves our side. We advance the kingdom of God. Jesus understands our cases. He gave them to us. He knows our need. He identified it, and that's why he gave us the cross. And he will proportion the remedy to our malady, and not only strengthen us, but in us he will be glorified. What better calling, what better purpose, but to bring glory to God. We can engage our cross doing it for him and with him and for his sake. We take up the cross to participate in his suffering. We participate in his suffering to join in his resurrection. And we join in the resurrection to enter into new life. Let us give thanks and praise to God that in all of our most difficult directions and decisions, he continues to be a loving heavenly father to guide us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is here in heaven. This is not just simply a familiar prayer. It should be the blueprint of every Christian. It It is the direction we must travel to earn the title of Christian disciple. Amen.